Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. It's been a few weeks since I recorded a reflection in regards to the self-unfoldment uh, book that uh, I started many months ago. So before we get into the next chapter which is lesson 11 of the book, let's try to recap a little bit of what we have studied so far. And uh, we started out this journey by trying to understand the nature of ourselves so that we can experience that happiness which is boundless right and with that quest in mind we started studying the book we went through it lesson after lesson where swami ji gave us um, immense wisdom to understand many many things and we started with understanding why uh, we are not able to experience that freedom which is our essential nature what is uh, freedom actually and why is self restraint necessary for us to be able to experience that freedom right how do we have the uh, right contact with the world when we are interacting with the world uh, what is our heritage and uh, um, and we essentially actually took a in depth look into what is happiness we all hear this word a lot but uh, we haven't spent enough time to actually understand what it is and try to figure out where that happiness is right uh, so that we can be happy if we understand where it is and what it is then we can be happy correct and then we also studied about uh, what is religion what is the purpose of religion in our lives we all have our own understanding of the purpose but um, especially for me i got a lot of clarity about religion and the purpose of religion only after i started studying vedanta and i appreciated the role of religion in our lives just because of that knowledge and then we also uh, studied about how to gain the right balance so that it is beneficial for our well-being we also heard these new terms called prayas and shreyas which is a path of the pleasant and the path of the good and uh, what what is the path of the pleasant what is the path? we went uh, in depth uh, in regards to all this then we also tried to examine actually what is life and we learned that life is a, nothing but a series of experiences that is being experienced by these instruments of um, experience or equipments of experience which is the body mind and intellect and which is uh, in short form represented as bmi we also studied about the supreme reality which is a principle by whose presence the body mind and intellect function the body can perceive the mind can feel and the intellect can think because of the presence of this principle the supreme reality which is called brahman in vedanta and uh, Uh, we went into what is that nature of brahman and um, we studied about vasanas 
what is making us think in a certain way what is conditioning our intellect what is uh, driving the thought process which eventually is making us feel a certain way and act a certain way and we studied that that's nothing but the vasanas which are the impressions that have been left in our mind as uh, we interact with the world with our selfish motives and uh, we also studied about how to go beyond the bmi and have that direct and personal experience of the self and if you haven't yet i would strongly recommend that you search for bmi chart explanation by swami chinmayananda uh, in youtube it's a one hour talk that swami ji gives on uh, the bmi chart it gives you like a very fundamental understanding of the necessity of uh, the study of spirituality and uh, swami ji explains it so beautifully about uh, uh, what this bmi chart is what is that sup- supreme reality and all that so please listen to it if you get a chance and then we also learnt that this self conditioned by this equipments of experience which is the bmi is nothing but the individuality which is the ego or jiva and we realize that you know as long as we live we have to act how we act is very important and uh, while trying to analyze that we studied about the three different kinds of action depending on the attitude with which we act and uh, we also learned about what the secret of success is how to overcome these negative uh, outlooks and uh, how to conserve our mental energy so we can uh, apply all that conserved energy to act efficiently and uh, we know that human will power can conquer anything right and for us to develop the right attitude and the will power we need to practice certain values and those three values we've seen are satyam which is truthfulness brahmacharya which is self control uh, non injury which is ahimsa we have a very wrong understanding of these words and hence like becomes a little difficult to practice it in the right way so it's important that uh, we understand these words in the right context having practiced all these uh, values and uh, developed the right attitude and all we still can fail that is because there is no efficiency and for that efficiency to be there we have to learn how not to drain our energy how to how do we conserve our energy and how to channel it properly for us to understand how to do all that then we needed to delve into what mind is because mind is where all these uh, thoughts and all happen which takes up a lot of energy so we need to understand mind better so while uh, trying to understand the mind better we delved into the four personalities that make up the human personality right that's a, that's a physical mental intellectual and spiritual personalities all these together make up our entire human personality Th- then we also needed to understand how do we direct our mind to think rightly for us to be able to do that we need to understand the nature of the mind and then how to train the mind so we spoke about that and we also spoke about um how it is important to look within 
and we also understood what the relationship is between the inner and outer and uh, in the end of the chapter the last lesson lesson 9 swami ji mentions that patient self application in full enthusiasm and in a joyous mood of healthy optimism is the plan of action of all great achievers in this world so with that enthusiasm let's proceed to lesson 10 once we understand that our urges unmanifested urges which are nothing but the vasanas are the ones who are driving our actions then sometimes we may you know conclude that there's nothing we can do and we are like the victims of vasanas and uh, we have no choice of um, actions and uh, we may come to the conclusion that we are destined to act according to the push of our uh, uh, vasanas and uh, there's nothing much we can do and then we do not put the required effort to accomplish something that uh, you want to so in animals it is true that they don't have this kind of discriminatory power where um, they can think about all these things and they just act uh, instinctively right that is their innate pattern to strike and kill and they don't think beyond that but human beings have this unique capacity to stand apart from these urges from these desires and exercise some self effort this self effort is called purushartha in sanskrit that self effort uh, will help us choose our actions irrespective of our vasanas of course vasanas have some uh, effect on us in making us act in a certain way but it's not completely the force which can make us act in a certain way we can uh, consistently apply self effort and uh, eradicate all these vasanas to transform our lives as we apply our self effort the effects of our past does have a pull on uh, what we do in the present so because the present is nothing but the product of our entire past right and we are what we are because of our past actions so in short we are the product of our own past actions or karma and that is what is the principle of destiny uh, which is uh, termed prarabdha in sanskrit and that is only one part of Uh, one aspect of the law of karma most of us without like studying deeply enough we think that that is the law of karma that you know uh, just that part of destiny is the law of karma there's another aspect to it as well which we will talk about in a little bit each of us represents a effect that arises out of different causes right the causes are different so the effects are different likewise every action of our past has its own reaction and each of us is nothing but like a treasury of all such past actions suppose say i have a farm and i have uh, uh, planted uh, different uh, trees there i plant uh, coconut seedlings in one part apples and the other one maybe mangoes for each of them to germinate grow and yield fruit each takes its own time right and similarly every action that we do takes its own time for a reaction to be happening and we know that every action has a reaction right certain for certain actions there's an immediate reaction 
and for some of them the reactions happen later on so everything happens at its own time and to live out these reactions of our past actions we need to experience certain joys and sorrows and uh, for this to happen then we must have a definite a field of experience what swami ji says is we have come into this world to enjoy and suffer these uh, reactions from our past so what swami ji states is that we have come into this world to enjoy and suffer based on all our past actions and through the circumstances ordered by our prarabdha which is our destiny right but even in that case we still have the freedom to discriminate and to act noble uh, nobly uh, in every circumstance right for example we have the freedom to decide whether we go to a movie or we go to a church or a temple or we go to a store or something like that we do have the freedom if we are eating not so healthy foods like uh, plenty of sweets or uh, fresh fruits we have the freedom whether we behave angrily with a friend or we be kind with a with a friend right we are given a certain amount of freedom that way and uh, swamiji gives uh, this beautiful example to compare the situation right i mean we cannot take a thick metal and try to bend it we will not be able to bend that metal but if we are repeatedly beating and shaping the metal to bend it to a certain shape then it does happen right so again he gives another example where uh, a cow is tied with a rope and uh, even though it's not free to graze across the entire field but it can move freely within the circle uh, drawn by the rope with which it's tied similarly although we have this limited field of experience that's given by our prarabdha we can apply the right motives and intentions and we can intelligently discriminate to uh, harness that freedom that which is allowed to us from every moment from moment to moment so what is this self effort how do we apply it so we've seen in the past that at every junction at every point where we have to act we have two choices one is the path of the good and the other is the path of the pleasant and often when we are at this junction we too confused to decide which path to pursue and we are tempted to pursue the path of the pleasant because there's immediate gratification right this immediate pleasure but those rewards are very short lived whereas by adopting or by taking the path of the good uh, there is a more permanent and more unfiltered happiness right and that should be our long term goal so thus uh, at each moment we can exercise this self effort to make the right choice and choose the right path for ourselves swami ji explains how these impressions are made by kind of making us visualize our mind in a certain way so he urges us to visualize the mind as though it's made up of a soft matter and every time a thought passes through that matter it makes an impression like a scratch on it 
and when similar thoughts the same thought is repeated again and again that scratch becomes like a canal it it deepens and every thought that comes after it it flows easily through that ready made thought canal that is why if the impression is produced by good thoughts then good it is easy to maintain the good character and then it is strengthened by every subsequent good thought as well so for example if we have a tendency to get angry and we want to overcome that tendency then the first step we have to do is we have to feel shameful about getting angry and we have to understand why that anger is destructive it is both self destructive and also destructive to our loved ones right we cannot like i mean if we uh, try to suppress that anger without expressing it also it's not good because it is going to come out at one point or the other so that is why it, it is uh, necessary to intelligently analyze why it is destructive so that that energy can be used in a more profitable direction we should not simply be saying it's our uh, destiny or prarabdha to get angry right so we have to carve out this new impression in our mind with good thoughts and we have to make that canal strong i mean wider and wider so that our character is strengthened in that direction so we have to repeat to ourselves constantly that we love everyone that i am very tolerant i love everyone i want to be kind and so on you know so repeating these thoughts over and over again we will observe that that anger the level of anger or the strength of that anger dissipates over time and there will be a time when it will go away completely and you don't feel um that anger that you used to before we'll understand more about the cause and effect relationship in the next episode thank you for listening to today's reflections if you'd like to connect with me please visit bluishmuse.com until next time namaste